0: Uh, well saints tonight uh the brothers have asked uh if we could have some fellowship uh related to this matter of uh serving the children serving the children and um actually it's 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 uh i would say even impossible to talk about the children without talking about the families uh so tomorrow evening uh, we'll have another special fellowship. Uh, well, tomorrow morning, sorry, tomorrow morning, we'll continue our main line of speaking in the conference, tomorrow morning and Monday morning. But tonight and tomorrow night are really more focused on this matter of, of the children. But uh, Tomorrow, uh, we will, we will uh, say something more from the viewpoint of the parents and the families. Uh tonight, we'll focus, we'll, we'll, our focus will be more just to see the Lord's burden for the children. And so uh, I would say this fellowship tonight is really for the whole church, not just those who serve the children. Um, because actually, all of us are needed in the proper service for the children. We actually have an outline that we, 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 uh, we're not going through this tonight. And incidentally, for the saints who are maybe just coming on board with the conference, for this session, there is no no outline, nor for tomorrow night. The, the outlines that I've provided you are for the four main conference sessions. So the, there will be outline three tomorrow morning, outline four on Monday morning. But for these evening fellowships, there's no there's no uh, out, outline handed out, but we do have an outline <laughs> that that talks about uh, fourteen at least fourteen different parties that are involved in the church life, in the raising of the children, beginning with the co-workers, the elders, the mothers, the grandmothers, uh, the the older sisters. The middle-aged sisters, the young mothers, the high schoolers, uh, saints—all of us are needed in the in the proper care for 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 the, chil- for the children. Uh, we will touch uh, a number of principles um, re- regarding the service to 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 the children, <clears throat> um, but before that. Oh, and we also will touch, I hope we will have enough time to do this, to look at our situation today in this environment where we are with this restriction of not being able to meet in person regularly, or at least uh, many churches are still in this in environment. So we, we want to visit this a, a little bit, to say a little bit about this, to address this this situation. Um, But before we touch all of those things, uh, I'd like to begin this way to um, first to share a kind of a view of the children from the scripture. Clearly, though, saints, clearly the first thing I should point out is that uh, this matter of working with the children or working with the young people, this is not the central line of our ministry. This is not the central line in the Bible. This is not the central line of God's economy. Uh, the, the central line of God's economy is Christ and the church. It is the triune God dispensed into the tripartite man to produce the church as his expression for his body, to be his body, to, to be produced as the bride, to bring in the kingdom, and to consummate New Jerusalem. When we touch the matter of the children, and actually many, many other things, many other things, such as the work on the college campuses, or even the God-ordained way, all these are not the trunk of the tree. I, I hope you, you understand this illustration. The trunk of the tree, the trunk in the Bible, the main line in the Bible is God's eternal purpose. God's eternal purpose. Uh, this matter of the children, young people, the God ordained way, all these are actually branches and leaves. They, they are a, a, an expression of what's in in the trunk, but they're not the main the main line. However, we touch all these matters, and particularly tonight, the matter of the children, from the standpoint of God's economy, because we are people in the center lane. We are people to whom the Lord, by his mercy, has opened up the heart of the divine revelation isn't it a mercy, saints, that, that, that we know? Of course, we're not saying that we see everything. We, don't, we surely cannot be so proud. We, we don't want to be like the church in Laodicea, um, thinking that we can't receive more. But we must testify to the Lord's mercy. He has shown mercy to us, that we could see God's eternal purpose, Christ and the church, the building of the church, the building of the body. The kingdom and the new jerusalem that we can see such things but how do we touch the matter of the children actually saints we see every child as a vessel as a vessel that is destined to be a being of the new jerusalem that's that's how we touch the children's work we see every little vessel among us the little the the, the babies the toddlers the, the, the infants, the toddlers, the elementary age children, all of them created by God as little vessels whom one day God wants to dispense himself into them, that they would experience salvation and enter this journey to join him for what he wants on the earth. That's, that's our view of, of the children's work. You could put it this way, as it says in Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. 2 Timothy three fourteen to 17. That little portion, in that little portion, it talks about all scripture is God breathed. I'm sure we're familiar with, with, with that. But do you know how it starts? It starts, Timothy, as a babe, you have known the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise unto salvation. So it starts with a babe. A babe. And do you know where it where it ends? It says, uh, All scripture is God breathed and profitable for teaching and so on, for reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. So it begins with a babe and ends with a man of God. That's our children's work, Saints. That's our view of the children's work that every one of the precious little ones whom the Lord has committed to the families in the church life, they would go on this journey from a babe to a man of God. And we want to cooperate with him for this, but let's take, let's take a little journey through the scriptures very quickly. Where's the first place that the children are mentioned in the Bible? Have you thought of this? We talked about this, I think, in some of my previous visits to London, but I know not everyone was with us. You know where the first place is actually on the very first page of the Bible, in chapter one of Genesis. Genesis one twenty six. This is the verse that we use very much to highlight God's eternal purpose. Oh, I tell you, saints, what a mercy! What a mercy that 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 we know what the Bible's about. No, we don't, again, we don't know the whole thing, but we know the main point. Praise the Lord. And, and God, God was not making it difficult. It's not making it hard. On the very first page, we have in verse 26 these two words, image and dominion. Image and dominion. To show us what is on his heart and what the whole Bible is about. God created man in his image. And he gave him his dominion, his image to express him, his dominion to represent him. That's verse 26. In verse 27, we're told that the vessel that God wants to accomplish this purpose is a corporate man. He created not just Adam. He created male and female. He created them as a corporate vessel to fulfill his plan. And then in verse 28... It says, the Lord says, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Actually, this is the first reference to the children. To be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Fill the earth with whom? More human beings. But where do the human beings come from? They have to be born. That's the children. That's the children. So, Actually, do do you realize? Firstly, marriage, in verse 27, the institution of marriage between a man and a woman is unveiled on the first page of the Bible as something for God's economy. And then in the very next verse, children. Having children is not so that we, as parents, when we get old, then our children can take care of us. That's, that's not the purpose of having children, and the more the merrier for that. No, children are for God's economy, for God's expression and representation. Then you uh, jump to Exodus 1, and what do we see there? Oh, what a picture. What a picture. I love this picture. I've mentioned this in the past to many of you, but I'd like to still present this again. You know what you see in, in Exodus 1? Actually, it's a picture of us. In 1 Corinthians 10, 11, it tells us that everything that happened to Israel happened as examples for us. And, and they were written for our admonition. Unto whom the ends of the ages have come. Saints, we are at the end of the age. We are we are living now. We do we do have this sensation within us that the Lord's coming is is very soon. And and so we must pay attention to the examples in the old testament to learn the lessons that. Of the things the children of Israel experienced, they were written, not only as an example, but they were written as an admonition. It's a little different. I could give you an example. I could give you an example. Maybe I, maybe I take this 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 cup, and I show you that oh, where man is a vessel, and then we have a um, you know the content God wants to get it. We use this very often. Sometimes we use a bottle of Coca Cola, right? That soon as you open, oh, a can he wants to he wants to get into us. But I might, that's an example. Maybe I give you an admonition. I say, uh, I say, Abel, this is not water; it's poison. Be careful. Oh, that's not an example. That's a that's an admonition. W- what does that mean? There's a warning, and if you don't heed the warning, you could suffer loss. So, brothers, the things written in the Old Testament are not only an example, but they're an admonition. We have to learn, take it seriously. So, generally, the whole Old Testament is a picture book. But specifically, Exodus is such a complete picture in and of itself. Where does it start? With God's people imprisoned, enslaved, in Egypt, under the king, Pharaoh. What, and what does that show us? We as God's people, we are born as slaves to sin and slaves to Satan. Of course, the Lord Jesus said, said clearly in the book of John, you are, you are slaves of sin, slaves of sin. And Pharaoh is a picture of Satan, the king, the prince of the world. And that's where our story begins. <clears throat> but then we pass through the Passover, which is our salvation. Christ as our lamb, shedding his blood for us. We go through the, uh, our baptism. We go through our baptism and uh, 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 the crossing of the Red Sea. We have the, the manna, which is our feeding on the Lord. We have uh, the, the giving of the, the law, which is actually God's revealing himself to us. And not only the revealing of the law, revealing of the blueprint of his house to see that he wants to build a church. And so they, they, the rest of Exodus is they build the tabernacle. And how does it end? God's glory fills the house. Saints, this is our biography. Can you imagine? Where did we begin? We all began in Egypt, sl- enslaved under Pharaoh but we experienced the Lamb. We experienced the crossing of the Red Sea, our baptism. We experienced enjoying Christ as our food supply daily. We experienced revelation of Christ and the church. And today we're building, building, building. The day is coming where the glory will fill the house and he will return. But in Exodus 1, there's a little detail I want to point out. In Exodus 1, you have the story of uh, the, the Pharaoh uh, being threatened by the increase of God's people. His people, the, the, the Israelites grow from, from, in Genesis, at the end of Genesis, they number only 70 souls, 7-0. Seven by the time you get to Exodus 1, there are about 2 million Jews, 2 million Hebrews, Israelites, God's people really were fruitful and multiplied. And Pharaoh is threatened by the increase. And this is one point I'd like you to see, saints. Pharaoh is a picture of Satan. Do you realize that the the Lord is unveiling to us that Satan is threatened by our increase? Satan is threatened by the increase of the church, especially by our next generation, our children. That's why his attack, is so intensified on our next generation. You know, the increase of the church is by two sources. One is from inside. The children grow up. Actually, I can see on many of these screens, there are the second, even third generation among us. Praise the Lord. But the other source of increase is from outside. People get saved and come to the church, come into salvation. Do you realize Satan is threatened by both? So he makes a plan to do what? To, to occupy the older generation with their living. To make them sweat. To tire them out so that they have no energy to worship God. And then to the younger generation, he wants to kill them. Especially the males. You know that. You know the story. I don't need to tell you the details of the story. He told the Hebrew midwives if it's a baby boy, when it's born, kill it. Of course, that leaves the girls to grow up. And what? In time, who will they marry? Of course, they have to marry the Egyptian men. And that brings a mixed generation. So, in one generation, you actually wipe out the pure race of god on the earth the 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 his chosen people are wiped out that was what he was trying to do but praise the lord some sisters stepped in (laughs) some sisters rose up and this is a a big principle saints with the children's work probably 80 or 90 percent of the labor is with the sisters sisters you have a key role in raising up the next generation in in the next chapter uh because, because the midwives caused Pharaoh to have to change his way. And, and saints, this is a picture. Do you realize, sisters, you can force Satan to have to change his strategy by how you rise up. That's what the Bible shows us. And so he changes his strategy. Don't kill the baby boy, but throw the baby boy in the river. And of course, we have the whole story of, of Moses' mother and big sister working together. To preserve Moses, actually Moses, the savior. Do you realize he needed he needed a savior, and who were his saviors? They were the two sisters in Shifra and Puah, the midwives, in Exodus one. His mother, his father, and his sister. These five worked together to preserve Moses. That's the picture we see. So, what I'd like to impress you with is this things there's a battle over our children there is a spiritual battle over our children and and it's not a matter of having good family life or not have good family life or happy or not or this or that satan wants to interrupt the building of the church that's his goal and we want to build the church for christ and for that we need the next generation we need the next generation. When you go to Numbers, what do we see there? In Numbers, a very interesting verse, Numbers 328. Uh, actually, I'll just, I'll just uh, re- read, uh, read this to you. In Numbers 328, what we see is that from a month old and upward. Can you imagine that there's such a verse in the Bible? From a month old and upward. Um, according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward, there were eight thousand six hundred, keeping the charge of the sanctuary. They had from a month old. I don't know what exactly that means. So you can't ask. Don't ask me follow-up questions, saints. I don't know exactly what it means. But it seemed like the children around the tabernacle, they were they kept the they were the protection of the tabernacle. The children had a function from a month old and upward. You know, in Numbers, it talks about those 20 years and older. We know, heard, we know about that. And we heard a lot about that in the recent trainings. That's the army. But do you realize before they get to the army, the children have a function to keep the charge of the tabernacle. Somehow the children add something to the Lord's testimony, to the Lord's house. God needs them. God needs them. In Deuteronomy, of course, there are many, m- many other places. I'm just picking some examples. In Deuteronomy 6, what do what do we see? Oh, a, a beautiful picture here, saints. A beautiful picture. Um, I'm going to read from verse 4. Deuteronomy 6, 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, Jehovah is our God. Jehovah is one. And you shall love Jehovah your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your might, and these words which I command you today shall be upon your heart, and you shall repeat them to your children, and speak about them when you sit in your house, and when you journey on on the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them on your hand as a sign, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house, and on your gates. Saints, here we see, the family life that the Lord was desiring for all the Israelites as a picture of us that in our homes with our children, we would speak the word. We would, we would not just teach them the word. And I'm going to speak a little bit more about this in a, in a few minutes, not just teach them, but infuse and inspire. The children need to be infused and inspired, not merely taught and educated. We've had too much experience in the past with what? Teaching. Uh, sometimes we have to push a little bit and we realize the result is not so good. We've lost too many of our second generation because we failed in this area, we have to confess before the Lord. We didn't infuse and inspire. We only taught and educated. Of course, we still hold the Lord's promise. We still hold the Lord's promise that raise up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. We take the Lord's word. We take the Lord's promise. But saints, there's a function in here of That Only the family can fulfill And that's why I say um, Even though Tomorrow we'll be more focused On the matter of the family life Or the parents Actually saints when we talk about service You have to talk about family Service with the children You have to talk about the family Because the primary Burden for raising our children for the Lord Is actually not with the church It's with the family it's with mom and dad. We have to, as parents and as grandparents, we, we need to bear this burden bef- before the Lord. And so there's a way to, it says here in Deuteronomy, when you're on the way, when you're traveling somewhere, when you're sitting down to eat, when you're sta- getting up, when they're going to bed, when you're rising up, and even in your house, it should, what should be the expression uh, in, our, in our walls, on our doorpost? The word, the word, the word but it's very possible that we've let in other things and there's a different atmosphere in, in our home because we may not realize, but we were infusing them all along with other things. So we were teaching and educating with the word, but infusing and inspiring with other things. So I I hope we would consider this dear saints. I'm going to fast forward all the way to the last verse in the old Testament. Do you know what the last verse in the Old Testament is, saints? Actually, the last I want to read you the last two verses. in The book of Malachi chapter 4 verses 5 and 6 says, I am about to send Elijah the prophet to you before the great and terrible day of of Jehovah comes. Of course, this is a prophecy for still the coming day. This had its fulfillment in the time of John the Baptist as in a in a measured way, it will have the full fulfillment when the Lord returns. This, this is quoted in Luke 1.17, before the first coming of the Lord. It will be fully fulfilled at the second coming of the Lord. Verse 6, And he, Elijah, will turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a curse. The final verse in the Old Testament talks about the children. The children and the fathers. But what specifically? Their hearts. And it's very interesting that it's not first the hearts of the children to the fathers. It's the heart of the fathers to the children. I hope we would consider sometimes the as fathers our heart is more set on their behavior than on their soul, than on their person. And they feel that. It might be, our heart might be set on an expectation. Our heart might be set on what we want for them, rather than on them. That causes a little distance. But one day if our heart turns to them, it will strike a chord in them to turn their hearts to us and this will happen increasingly as the time of the lord's coming draws near and saints i do believe the lord will recover many of our second and third generation not only ours but among all the the, the children of believers throughout the earth this is uh, we need to hold this prophecy this word just maybe one verse in the new testament in acts 329 on the day of pentecost after Peter gives this message and the people are stricken in their heart, pricked in their heart, they turn to the brothers and say, what shall we do to be saved? And what does Peter say? He says, repent and be baptized. He says, then he says in 239, for to you is the promise and to your children. To you is the promise and to your children and to those who are far off. Of course, that's the gospel. You remember the two the two sources of increase in the church from within and without. Sorry to say, in the past, many brothers are so burdened for the gospel, but overlooked the nurturing of their own children for the Lord, thinking, thinking that that's the, that's the job of the church, or maybe that's the job of my wife. No saints. I, I want to say a word to the dads, brothers. It's our job. It's our job. For to you is the promise, and to your children, and to those who are far off. We're not saying forget about the gospel, forget those who are far off. But do you do you see the order the Lord set? Oh, saints, there there is there is a battle over our children, and so maybe I'll summarize my burden with this. Why is there such a battle over the children? Something on the negative side, something on the positive side. Uh, On the negative side, Satan sees, Satan knows that God's purpose is wrapped up with the families. Even in Genesis 12, 3, we'll say more about this tomorrow. As he's speaking to Abraham, Jehovah says, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Ultimately, that means We know from Galatians, in Christ, all the families will be blessed. And that includes the children. And God wants to raise up two generations together at the end to turn the age, just like he did at the time of Noah. You know the story of Noah? We always talk about Noah and the ark. Really, to be more accurate, we should talk about the family of Noah and the ark. How many went into the into the ark there were eight saints there were eight Noah and his wife three children and the three daughters in law do you see it was a family two generations together and that matches Malachi chapter 4 when the hearts of the fathers are turned to the children the hearts of the children turn to the fathers the end of the age and the Lord comes Satan fights against this and on the positive side, on the positive side, the Lord needs the children for his testimony. Like it says in Numbers 3, to keep the charge of the tabernacle. And in a practical sense, Saints, actually, the children have the potential to be the greatest source of increase in the church life. Do you realize that? Actually, I'm I'm quoting you something from Brother Lee's fellowship. He said this on a number of occasions. We believe this, and we've seen this, not so much in North America, but in a couple of cases in the Far East. We have seen this, and we believe the Lord could do this today, actually anywhere, here and there. In South America, I've seen this. I would say mm, the, the, the beginnings of this in certain places. In Europe... I've seen this in Australia. I've seen this in the Far East. I've seen this. Saints, the Lord can do this anywhere. The children, through the children, we can gain other children. And then we have to know, if, again, if you're going to talk about children, you have to talk about families. So we don't just gain children. In gaining children is very possible. You can gain family by family. This would be a great blessing to the churches. Actually, Brother Lee said that there's more potential in gaining uh, an increase through the children than there is through the campuses, through the college campuses. Now, I'm not saying that it's not a competition to see who gains more and not to weaken our burden for the College campuses it was in other occasions. Brother Lee talked about we that's we must we must do this everywhere, especially gain the younger generation, the, uh, the the college freshmen. We need to do that. We need to do that. But don't forget the children. Don't forget the children. Uh, now, saints, a few principles related to the the work with our children. Of course, this afternoon we covered a number of principles. In our service, uh, in general, and of course, all of those apply when it comes to our serving together uh, in, in the children's meetings, wherever wherever we are. Um, so, so the, the the matter of 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 love, of course, uh, serving in spirit, uh, praying, the cross, uh, the principle of the body, of course, all those things apply when we're. Uh, serving the children and 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 especially our pattern our person is so important because people remember who and what we are more than they remember what we say so our person is very important but related to specifically the work with the children i want to mention just these these few matters the first is that we have to remember they are all vessels. They are three-part vessels. Every child is a vessel given to a family, given to the church. Eventually, as the church, we serve them. We have a little role in it, but mostly it's the role of the parents to do what? To shape this vessel for the Lord, to mold this vessel, For the Lord. And and Saints, I hope we all realize it doesn't start when they get to children's meeting. It starts in our homes. It starts in our homes. So, our speaking, the way mommy and and daddy speak to one another, the atmosphere in our home is so important. Uh, Whether or not we take each other for granted, as husband and wife, um, whether we speak respectfully. Oh, saints, the, the atmosphere in the home is, is so important. Do you realize this is shaping the little vessel? We've mentioned this in the past that, that according to Galatians chapter 6, all of our lives are lives of sowing, S O W, sowing tiny seeds, sowing tiny seeds. We sow by our speaking. We sow not only in the words we say, but with the intonation with which we say them. We sow with the volume of our voice. We sow with the expression on our face while we're speaking or not speaking. The children see this. The children see this. We're already shaping the vessel. We're already shaping the vessel. So saints, we should realize, oh, oh, to have a child is a great, great responsibility before God. To raise, to shape a vessel for him is not a small thing, but this is is really a full-time job. And then sometimes we say, oh, uh, when we're emphasizing the responsibility of the family, we might say, oh, in the children's meeting, we only have them for two hours a week, but in the uh, the families have them for the other hundred and sixty six hours, and so we kind of downplay the children 's meeting uh, a little bit, but that 's only to emphasize the part of the parents. I would say, if we have them for two hours, saints, oh, how precious that we could have these children in our hands for two hours to shape them. You could do a very, very valuable work oh in in and over 300 and 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 generally we have them for either 300 or 400 lord's days please consider how many have you used up already from the 300 lord's days i'm saying 300 because if we have them for 6 years 6 years in our children's meeting in some churches you have the 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 pre-kindergarten and the you know infants and toddlers together so it might be It might be, you know, 400 Lord's Days. But let's use this number 300. This is what Brother Lee talked about. 300 Lord's Days. How many have you used up already? Have you wasted any? Oh, dear saints, we need to take advantage of every opportunity that we're with the children. To do what? Shape the vessel. And how, you know, Brother Lee encouraged us that we could have the children's work in three stages, three stages, as the children are growing up through elementary school. So he called it the elementary stage, the uh, uh, intermediate, and the advanced. This is just by age. Yeah. In the first stage, it's a stage of infusing. Infusing. In the second stage, it's a stage of encouragement. In the third stage, it's a stage of convicting, leading them to salvation. In this first stage, you know, we, we, all, we generally we begin with just telling them about creation. And and uh, infusing them with a sense. An awareness. There is God. There is God. Of course, again, parents, it doesn't start with children's meeting. We should start this when they're one or two years old. Actually, even when they're in the womb, we could sing songs to them to start to infuse them. But the, 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 the main thing is infusing and inspiring. Infusing and inspiring, infusing them with a sense of God, infusing them, there is God. Secondly, we want to infuse them with this matter of proper humanity. And this is another big point. I I would say the matter of vessels is number one. The matter of proper humanity is number two. This is the second big, big point proper humanity, which means what at that age basically means obey mommy and daddy, obey mommy and daddy, Uh, uh, love your sisters and brothers, take care of your toys. Uh, Very simple. Again, it's not a matter of teaching and educating. It's a matter of infusing and inspiring. In the second stage of encouragement, So much of this is the matter of proper humanity and and letting them know the facts of the Bible, the facts of the Scripture. But for this, saints, we have to be interesting. (laughs) Not only inspiring, but we need to be interesting. If you're boring, oh, the children don't like to come to the children's meeting. And saints, I realize, I realize in this environment where now many of us are having the children's meeting online, we don't have them for two hours. We have them in some cases for 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Oh, all the more. We have to be have an intensified, inspiring, and interesting. And interesting. And that's why it's important to have fellowship. Many saints, I know, many saints, they, they say, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. You know, For when we realized that we were going into this online format with the saints in New York, we, we uh, the brothers here decided that we would uh, bring the saints together, the serving saints, and, and tell them that we would have, we would start to make some videos for our children's meeting that the families could watch at home. And that would include some good singing, you know, and with the children, singing. It's a big part of the ministry to the children, singing. And then have uh, um, a story for the younger ones, children, a story for the older children. We, we just didn't have the manpower to make three levels. We, we only did two. <clears throat> and then uh, memorization of verses and a little craft. And we had a 30-minute video. And we actually did that for 26 weeks. We, 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 we produced 26 uh, videos like this and they were being used in our nine meeting halls plus uh, nearby churches well after some time we realized that that many of our serving saints who were serving faithfully week by week in the different halls they were relying too much on this video and not all were participating so we decided we would stop that and give the responsibility back to the nine halls for the saints to serve that means they're forced to come back together every week, pray together every week, and consider how to present the lesson. Well, the saints told us, oh, no, 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 I I can't do this. I don't know how to run the computer. I don't even know how to run an iPad. I have trouble with my phone. Uh, I I just am challenged this way. Well, anyway, saints, we started to, this environment has actually created new services we have new services that we didn't have before so many of the young people are getting involved many of the high schoolers college students young adults are getting involved because they can handle zoom and and recording and all these kind of things so uh, even some of them get together to do the singing like like you've been doing the saints in toronto so some of the young people will, will play guitar and do a recording for the children. Actually, saints, we've realized that we could turn this restriction into a blessing by putting more people to work, Do you understand what I mean, employing more people, bringing more people into service. And if the older saints, uh, they, they can't do all the things, no problem. Just be there as the greeter. Show up, press the button, and then we have one or two sisters that are the ones who are welcoming. Hi, children. Hi, good morning. How are you? Oh, hi. And, 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 and keeping them engaged until it's time for the singing and greeting them. Even just that kind of welcoming is so important. Actually, I wanted to mention this earlier for this for all the children, but particularly for the younger ones. Besides this matter of infusing and inspiring, we have to be warm and welcoming. Warm and welcoming. And, oh, to have some, some sisters, to greet the children, even some grandmothers that, that can just be there and say hello and, 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 and engage some of them and try to draw them out a little bit. Moms and grandmas, they know how to ask, ask the right questions to the children. There's a place for them in this in this service. And then the ones teaching the lesson. Uh, maybe a, a sister has a lot of skill in teaching, but she also is not comfortable in this format. Well, it's okay. Actually, she can just prepare her lesson, give it to the saints running the uh, the, the, the meeting, the the audio-visual, and just say, uh, uh, brothers, could you please put up the verse? And then they put up the verse. Actually, that's how I do it, saints. That's how I do it. I don't do all the things myself. I'm giving a a message in another place next week. I just prepared some points, and I sent them to the brothers, and they prepare for me. And all I say is, brothers, can you show the first point? And, oh, it's there, and it looks so beautiful. And some saints spend some time to prepare a nice presentation that's attractive because this is a gospel meeting that I'm going to be speaking at. A nice presentation. And I don't have that skill, nor do I have the time. But others can work with us. Do You see, saints, we, we can work together. We can work together to make something interesting and attractive, but, saints, not distracting and not I'm going to use an English idiom here, not over the top, <laughs> not extreme. Uh, we're, we're not putting on uh, um, Broadway shows. So actually we should be simple. We should be simple. But the main thing is that the ones serving, when we have the opportunity to be before the children face-to-face, whether in person or online, interesting. No, Infusing, inspiring, and a little interesting. The important thing is infusing and inspiring. Actually, your love for them will be infused into them. So in this second stage, proper humanity, proper humanity. And we encourage them to, even we want them to aspire to have the proper humanity. But knowing all along that they can't make it. (laughs) That no matter how hard they try, they won't be able to be the person that they want to be. And you know what that is, saints? That's Romans 7. That's Romans 7. We want them to have an experience of not being able to be that person And actually, then the law becomes a child conductor to Christ. Because when we realize, I can't do it, that's the time to call out to the Savior. And that brings us to the third stage, where we're still telling them the stories about Jesus, but now with a little more content and with a view to touch their conscience and to help them to see, I need a savior. I need a savior. So you see, saints, they, uh, we still use the Bible stories. Actually, in every stage, we use the Bible stories. But not emphasizing too many details at the beginning. Not with the goal of so much knowledge at the beginning. More to infuse them and to give them some practical word, particularly related to the proper humanity as we're going along in the intermediate stage again building up the proper humanity infusing them with an aspiration to to be for god to live for god and to be a, a proper person and then finally we want to guide them guide them to salvation as it says in in uh uh, Second Timothy, from a babe, you've learned the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise unto salvation. But one key point, saints, on the negative side, is this: we have to do our best always to avoid premature knowledge. This is a difficult point for some. I get many questions about this, but what, when is it premature knowledge? And Well, saints, um, what we want, or sorry, I should say, what we don't want is that they reach the, the point where the teacher opens their mouth and the children have the feeling, I already know what you're going to say. Like, I know this story, and I, I think I know it even better than my teacher. And we don't. We don't want them to reach that stage. We always want them to be interested. And one way to do this is to have practical applications of the stories in the Bible, and to to match uh, whatever we're, we're imparting to them with something a practical handle. The practical handles are, for example, to uh, Respect the teachers, respect the authorities, take care of your person. don't be proud, don't be proud. Help others in need. Um, uh, look for opportunities to to aid to aid others. Uh, honor, respect the elderly all, all of these things that would build up the, the proper humanity. actually it's easy. It's easy, once you practice, to read the stories in the Bible and, and look for these kind of applications in, in the stories. Then it's something at, at their level. Uh, surely, surely, in the first and second stages, the first and second levels, uh, uh, we, we, we don't want anyone reading the life study messages to the children. And I'm 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 saying that that might seem too much, but we actually saw that in one locality many years ago. Um, saints don't do that. That's surely the pre, pre, premature knowledge. But the point is, saints premature knowledge damages people's interest. It actually damages the vessel. So we should exercise the, the way to the way to uh, to know. How far to go? Just have fellowship. Just have fellowship with the other serving ones. Try your best not to just do something independently and have fellowship. Well, saints, um, I started to say a little bit about the situation with uh, what we were doing since the matter of the lockdown came and we haven't been able to meet uh, um, um, in, in in person so I'd like to spend a couple of minutes to talk about about to address this matter you know with this situation of the the virus and we have of course all the areas are different in in you know we can't say anything that can be applied universally so strictly um, but in general uh, there are some restrictions and not everyone can come together And so things are different. But I would like to point out to you that not everything is different. Not everything is different. Some things, especially some principles, are still the same. And that is that the first one is love prevails. Love prevails. And love touches people. So even if you're only able to reach someone through a video like this. If you love them, your love can reach them. In some cases, we've we've had the the teachers that have not, they haven't been able to meet with the children in person, but they were burdened to make little, um, um, I guess we call them goodie bags, with some little gift. And then the teachers would go house to house to visit all the children, in their group in their in their age uh their level and even to keep the social distance they would put it there the family comes out they greet one another and they see their 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 children's meeting teacher uh they talk a little bit then they go just 15 minutes oh but um what a shepherding that is to the children not only to the children to the families in some cases we've had this kind of outreach and our serving ones got to meet some of the unsaved parents of these children. Because we do have a number of cases where the children, um, either they come just with one of the parents or they come with their grandparents or aunts and uncles and their, their parents are not saved yet. But our saints went to their home of the child. And they got to meet mommy and daddy. Oh, what a pleasant exchange it was. And I've heard case after case after case how this kind of outreach has already borne fruit. So saints, the the shepherding, the, the, the love, personal shepherding, visitation, this hasn't changed. All this applies whether it's actually in person or through a virtual means. If we're, if we're before the Lord, the Lord will guide us how to reach the different families and the children. So I hope, I hope we would consider this. Then I come back to this matter of how can we use these tools, this, this online tool to reach the children? Well, uh, just recently, actually the beginning of this school year, uh, we called together all the the, the um, serving ones with the children in all our nine meeting halls, and as well as the parents, a number of parents were with us, and we mentioned to them all we 're going to go back to every hall having children 's meeting. most of the halls have it on lord 's Day morning um, during the prophesying uh, meeting. Uh, one or two halls have something just in the afternoon on a Lord's Day. One meeting hall has on Saturday. So we are not doing anything strictly. It just depends on the arrangement in the in in, in the hall. Um, and and um, uh, because not everyone is so proficient with these, you know, uh, um, with the technology. So we started having a few kinds of trainings, and I want, just want to mention this to you. And this is, this is not even a suggestion, saints, please don't misunderstand. Um, this is more just a testimony, um, and we offer this to the body. So um, on Wednesday evenings, a couple of the brothers will just hold Zoom tutorials <laughs> to, to guide some saints how to use the different features of Zoom so that we can have at least on every children's level and every young people's level that we have uh, a couple of saints, not just one, a couple of saints who are beginning to be proficient with the technology. If it's just one, it's very possible that saint will get burnt out. We need to take care of them. Uh, It's also possible what happens if they get sick one day or if they travel for whatever reason, they're not available. Then you're kind of, uh, you know, rushing to uh, find a backup. So anyway, some brothers, this is just their function. They, they're giving their time. I think it's 30 minutes or 45 minutes for the last few weeks, each Wednesday evening, and they go through some features. That's very good. Then we also have, on. Uh, I think it's on Saturdays, we have a fellowship with the saints, how, how to engage the children in this means. I'm not talking about the lesson yet. I mean, how to be a greeter, how to be a welcomer, <laughs> even how to play some simple games. I, I know that the, the saints came up with this uh, 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 scavenger hunt with the, with the children this is with the little ones, and they tell them maybe there are six or seven on the screen, and and uh, so, you know, maybe three or four teachers, and they say, okay, everyone, go find a plastic spoon, and all the children go, and then they all come back, and I got, oh, okay, everybody got it, hey, everybody gets a point, and they, okay, everybody, go find a New Testament Bible, not the whole thing, just a New Testament, and the children go, and then they come. So it's a it's a pleasant time, just a few minutes, and and they get to be with all the serving ones, not under a lesson, but just to be together, even to laugh together a little bit, and 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 also equipping the the saints what questions to ask. And maybe in our environment, we would say, okay, how many of you actually went into in-person school this week? And we let some of them give a little testimony. What was that like? Oh, how many of you, uh, um, you, you're you're totally, your mom and dad are working at home and they give a little, just to greet them until they all show up. Because you know how it is. The families come a little bit, you know, at, at a time. Then we have another tutorial how to sing with the children and even to, to uh, I I heard, I I wondered how, how we could do this with the adults. I've never seen anyone try it with the adults because on my screen, actually I'm using an iPad right now. So I only have nine screens and, and, and on a PC you would get, I think up to 25, 25. So you could do different things. Each family has, you could have each family take a number. So, Verse one, that family always sings verse one. Then uh, somebody sings the chorus. Then we go two. And so they've done that with the children. Actually, not verse by verse, sentence by sentence to sing a song. Oh, it's chaotic, but it's beautiful. Because you never get it right. And that's okay. Because the children have a good time. So you see, saints, even this we need to learn. Even this, to engage them a little bit so engaging them welcoming them uh, singing with them and then there's the matter of the lesson so we have another fellowship where some sisters and some brothers are with the saints each week trying to show them how do you give a lesson even take care of the length of time you can't expect to have their attention they are children even when you're together it's a battle to keep their attention how much more with this? So even to tailor our expectations, to, um, anyway, to, f- to fit the situation. You know, we enjoyed very much in Second Corinthians that what we see is the Paul, the example of an all fitting life, a life that fits into every situation is not frustrated by any situation. Saints, we have this life and in the fellowship in the body, we can we can partake of this. So saints, we realize that we have a lot to learn together, and we can learn together. Oh oh, sorry. The last two more parts is memory verse. So we have some sisters who are very skillful in helping them to recite their verse. And then the last thing is a craft, and how to lead them to the craft. In some cases, a group of of serving saints will buy the the, uh, material you need for the craft and deliver it to the children the night before so that they could do something together on the Lord's Day. Isn't that wonderful? Again, this is not a suggestion. This is just some testimony that I pass on to you just just so that, anyway, I hope the body would, would benefit. So saints in serving the children, it's a battle. And in this environment, maybe that battle is intensified for us and we feel, oh, it's more complicated and maybe the serving ones might even be discouraged. I hope we can have more prayer together and, and realize we are in a battle. We need, to, we need to fight for our next generation. Tomorrow night, we'll continue this line of fellowship, but more from the viewpoint of the families. So I think I will stop here and turn the meeting to you for, uh, for your fellowship and response. Amen. So brothers, please take it.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, how blessed our eyes to see and our ears to hear um, these wonderful words tonight. Um, praise the Lord. Our brother really just opened up this matter regarding the children. Uh, and maybe it's not on your heart, but perhaps after this speaking, it certainly is more on your heart. Um, it certainly is, is, is on my heart as I, I, do, I do serve with the children and I am a, a father of four boys. Um, and so, yes, this, this touches a lot of, of feeling in my being and even has answered quite a few questions that have, have, have come up, especially over this, this pandemic time. Um, it's easily with. Uh, Easily to kind of sweep your children aside when, you know, there may be financial stress, there may be uh, church life stresses, there may be job stresses, all kinds of stresses coming to the parents, which our brother helped enlighten us to see this is one of Satan's tactics is to distract the parents away from their children by causing them to labor and fill them with anxiety and work and all these things that have have come upon us in these last few months. Um, But praise the Lord, you know, we have such a wonderful Christ, right? We have such a wonderful God who has a plan, uh, and his plan is definitely for our second generation, as we saw in the word, right? Our brother took us all the way through the Bible, showing us the importance of the children. Yes, it's not central line, but... They're very important, as we saw as we went through the Bible, right? And also that it's, it's the responsibility of all of us. Fourteen parties are involved in the raising up of our next generation. Hallelujah. I'm not alone as a parent. I have a team. I have a team all uh, together for this very purpose of raising up our next generation. Praise the Lord. Um, also, we see... Um, you know, uh, oh Lord, uh, that in the children's meeting, um, it's very important. I have often been guilty of, well, we only have two hours. You only have two hours. What possibly could we do in two hours? Well, I would just like to give you an example of if you took your son or your daughter to say a baseball game or a hockey game and some great event happened at that event that will go with them their whole life. They will remember that grand slam that happened. Actually, that happened. I took my son to a Blue Jays game, and they, it was a walk-off grand slam. Wow, the fireworks went off, right? You'll remember that forever. The same thing, dear saying, should happen in our children's meetings, right? They should be inspired. They should, they should want to come uh, with full anticipation that they will, they will hear awesome things, and then they're going to come to a teacher, I don't want to put too much pressure on certain things, but I agree with Brother Ricky. We have to be interesting. We have to be warm towards them. We have to have such an atmosphere of love, comfort, especially in an age where there's just so much anxiety. Uh, you know, they hear so much and, and even often I'm guilty of, you know, having the news on with the children there that, that I just realized it's not so healthy for them, that they will they will hear things. And those will be seeds sown in their being. And we may not think they're paying attention as they're, you know, building their Lego or playing with this or that, but you know, the news is on and one ear is towards that and the other ear is towards what are mommy and daddy saying about it. Right. And so I just really appreciate our brother Ricky sharing that, you know, patterns as parents and as serving ones is, is, is huge. We have to guard ourselves you know, it was a wonderful children's song about sowing seeds. Everything we do and say, we are sowing seeds. And the kind of seeds we sow will be what we grow. And that's uh, such a good song. It's a good, a good reminder for parents and serving ones to sing. Everything we do is sowing a kind of seed. Um, and I also really enjoyed, uh, you know, we need to take this opportunity uh, in this situation to educate ourselves. You know, I I I can testify. I I I hate computers. I will I will confess right now, I'm not I don't like technology, I get confused by it. I'm very mechanical, I can fix motors and and things like this. When it comes to computers, oh Lord Jesus. But I'm giving myself to try to learn the zoom buttons and everything. Oh Saints, we all need to endeavor to to learn these things so that we could be useful. Uh, to the Lord and especially to our children to care for them and to come up with, you know, ideas to, to not entertain them. Um, when I, when I fellowship with the sisters querying for our children, I'm like, we're not trying to entertain the children. We're trying to get them interested. We're trying to inspire them concerning God's word and giving them examples that are very practical to what they're going through um, I, I do a game with them sometimes where it's what is missing or what is added. So, uh, you know, we had this wonderful function where we can do camera off and that's a great opportunity. You can put a hat on and then, and then camera on. Okay. What is different when serving one Luke? Oh, he has a hat. And they're all raising their hands and, you know, just, you know, like the Lord said, become like a little child in our coming up with ideas we really need to think like a child, become like a child uh, so that, that, that we could really cherish and nourish them. So I just pray uh, that the Lord's hand would follow this word and many of us would be touched and the children would not just get kind of pushed aside or, or kind of forgotten, but we need to realize that, no, the Lord needs two generations to come back to who, who are loving him. and and eyes fixed on him. Praise the Lord, dear saints. Amen.